0: Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help us draw near to God through the study and application of His Word. If you have any questions or comments about today's study, or spiritual things in general, feel free to contact me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. Each one of us is unique, and yet most of us appear ordinary. Not all are satisfied with ordinary or average. Many do not want to blend in. We want to be special. Power, real power, is hard to possess, and it can be intoxicating to the one who possesses it, and very impressive to those who witness it. Today on Drawing Near, Jesus receives the 70 disciples back from their missionary travels. They are excited, for even the demons were subject to them in Jesus' name. But Jesus' response is valuable. We all need to hear it. So please take your Bible and open it to Luke chapter 10 as we study A Joyous Return. And as we get ready for today's study, let's pray together. Our Father in heaven, we give thanks to you for the joy that we have in Jesus Christ. We thank you for the faith that you have placed within our hearts or enabled to be birthed within us. And Father, we thank you for your Holy Spirit and the way he works in us in joining us with your Word working to bring things to our understanding, to bring about conviction in our heart, the way he corrects us and guides us into spiritual understanding and maturity. Now, Father, open our eyes to the truth of your word and give us wisdom. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. So in Luke chapter 10, beginning in verse 17, we read, Then the seventy returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. This is a critical statement because it gives us great insight into several things. One, Jesus has sent his disciples out to proclaim the kingdom to heal and to cast out demons. Now remember, he had sent out 12 in other passages, but he sends out 70 here. So it's an amazing thing that Jesus has 70 disciples capable of being sent out on this missionary endeavor. And they returned. And when they returned, They returned with joy. Remember, the harvest was white. There were people ready to receive the kingdom. And these individuals, having gone out, didn't come back depressed or lowly, disappointed. They came back with joy. But their joy was Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. They were impressed. They couldn't believe the fact that the Lord had given them power over demons. And when they did what the Lord said, the demons responded. Now, two things here. Not many of us have power over demons. Not many of us would possess that kind of an endowment from the Lord, if any of us. And not many of us would have the faith to use what God had given to us. And we do not live in a culture where there are demons possessing people from our perspective. So, we do not understand all of this. But what they're saying is, the unseen evil spirits— are subject to us. Now, that's a lot of power. They're not going out and saying the cities received us. They're not coming back and saying we saw many people saved, or many people received the kingdom, or we were welcomed in many towns, or many people lined up to hear what we had to say. They weren't talking about flesh and blood things. They're talking about power over demons. If you had power over demons, if you had power to cast out demons, how would you feel? How bolstered would you be in your faith? How joyous would you be over such power and authority? That's what these disciples were trying to communicate to Jesus. Look at how Jesus responds in verse 18. He said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. In this statement, Jesus identifies himself as the pre-incarnate Christ. Jesus existed before his birth in Bethlehem. In his existence, as what John calls in John chapter 1, as the word, the logos, he saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. He witnessed the rebellion of Satan. He witnessed Satan's expulsion from heaven and the demon's expulsion from heaven. He was a witness to that, and he describes that as seeing Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I don't think Jesus is necessarily saying that there was a big lightning flash or there was a big Physical disruption in the sky, there very well could be. We're talking about super powerful angelic beings being cast out of heaven. But the way lightning appears to come from heaven and reach down and strike the earth is the kind of thing Jesus is describing. He saw Satan fall from heaven above down to the earth. God kicked him out and Jesus witnessed this. Jesus is letting them know of his power he has power and authority over Satan. He witnessed Satan's fall. He has an eternal power, a divine power. And then he says in verse 19, I have witnessed this. Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Is Jesus saying that he had given power to his disciples over literal serpents and scorpions? Possibly. Or was he referring to the demons as having power to torment, to torture, the way a serpent or a scorpion might, to cause fear and pain? What is he talking about here? We're not sure. And he finishes, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy. The enemy is Satan. Paul tells us in Ephesians chapter 6, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We don't wrestle against other human beings. Our real struggle is with spiritual forces of evil, demonic powers that desire to destroy and, and to afflict liars, thieves, and murderers working with Satan, seeking to undo all that God desires to do in his redemptive plan and purpose. And so, they receive power to trample on serpents and scorpions, maybe literally, maybe figuratively referring to demons, and over all the power of the enemy. Jesus, who has power, has given that power to these 70 disciples. And he said, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Now, we know the disciples of Christ were hurt. We know that they were martyred. So what's he saying? And nothing shall by any means hurt you. The power that Jesus gives them is complete power and authority, and nothing will be able to overcome that power. The only pain that they might receive is physical pain, and that only under the providence of God. As long as God providentially desires to protect you and I or Jesus' disciples, he does so. But ultimately, spiritually, nothing is able to harm us. Satan cannot destroy us. That is a huge statement we need to receive today. Satan can't stop us or harm us. So we need to not be afraid of flesh and blood adversaries because they're not really our adversaries. We need to focus our attention on the spiritual warfare that Jesus is describing here, and we need to engage The enemy of Jesus Christ with the gospel of Jesus Christ on the forefront of sharing the gospel with the lost men and women around us who need salvation. Jesus goes on in verse 20 and says, Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this. Do not rejoice in the authority I give you or the power that you have over the enemy or the protection provided you spiritually, physically, eternally. Don't rejoice over this. Because remember, they came back with joy. Don't rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. What are we to rejoice over? Our spiritual gifts, our abilities, our authority, our power. What are we to rejoice over? We're to rejoice that we're saved. We are to rejoice over the fact that the gospel message has come to us, we have been convicted of our sin. Through faith in Jesus Christ, we have turned away. We have repented of our sin and embraced the righteousness of Christ. Through faith in Jesus, we have become followers of Jesus Christ. That's what we're to rejoice in, that our names are written down in heaven. Why? Because if your name is not written in the book of life, you do not possess eternal life. You will perish. You will go to hell. You will spend eternity with Satan and the demons. That's what we're to rejoice over. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord that the true power every believer possesses is power over death through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. We have power over sin, death, and the grave. We will spend eternity with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's what we're to rejoice over. So if you do not have the gifts you desire, if you do not have the power you desire, if you do not have the the approval of other people that you might desire, none of that matters. What matters is, is your name written in the book of life? Is your name written down in heaven? There's an old hymn. I like old hymns. And the old hymn has a phrase in it, there's a new name written down in glory, and it's mine. <laughs> what a joyful song. And that That song is a lively song, a happy song. It's not a song to be sung slowly or like a dirge. (laughs) There's a new name written down in glory, and it's mine. Oh, yes, it's mine. Praise the Lord for that. Father in heaven, thank you for your grace and mercy. Thank you for your love that extends salvation to us, the offer of redemption, the forgiveness of sin, through faith in Jesus Christ alone. Father, I thank you for your power over all creation, over the demons, over Satan, over sin, over the world. But Father, I thank you for our names, my name, written down in heaven. For that is simply by your grace and no power of mine. It is simply by your mercy. Thank you for this. And Father, may we engage the enemy in sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ with those around us so that they might be saved so that they might serve, so that they may rejoice as well. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.